All right, guys.、Uh, welcome back to another episode of、uh, 100 Books a Year with Kevin.、Um, today, I wanted to share a new book. I'm actually really, really excited about this book.、Um, it's called From Pixar to Beyond、uh, and Beyond.、Um, it's like a Toy Story line. So after reading Bob Iger's biography, right, the Ride of a Lifetime, I started to kind of branch out on other books about Pixar's origin story, and then. Um, there were a couple of books. I bought this book a while ago called "From Pixar to Beyond." It's a、uh, written by、uh, Pixar's old CFO,、uh, Lauren Levy.、Um, he he left the job in twenty in two thousand and six, I believe,、um, when when、uh, Pixar was purchased by、um, by Disney. So. I just want to know a little bit more about the Pixar side of things and the creative genius that you know, like how how did Pixar, you know, like wow,、uh, Disney CEO、uh, Bob Iger so much, and then how does a Steve Jobs, you know,、uh, behave within this software company? Like, what is the genius of a Steve Jobs? Because I I am a fan of a Steve Jobs, right? Like, you know.、Um, But I think a lot of books written about him focus on his diet, right? His minimalistic lifestyle, right? Focus on his、uh, what's the term?、Um, abrasiveness with the、uh, coworkers, right? With the team that he was leading. That's all good and dandy. But I really do think that if you want to get a Comprehensive look on how does a Steve Jobs behave? What is his thinking? You need to read some of this book, right? You you need to read the、um, Jobs biography by Walter Isaacson. You need to read the Ride of a Lifetime by Bob Iger. You need to read one of those Pixar book,、uh, either the、uh, From Pixar to Beyond or、um, the book called Creativity Inc. Right. So, oh, my mouth just dropped. Sorry about that. So. I do plan on using this to be like a series. I'm planning on maybe like a four or five part series. The reason for that is、um, that's kind of like my takeaway from my last book I read on Pixar or Disney, the Bob Iger's biography, which is the episode one of this whole podcast. Is that every single page I want to be put in the CFO position. And I want to know what is he thinking at that time, right? What is he and Steve Jobs were thinking before the first Toy Story come out, right? So a lot of this discussion will be pre nineteen ninety five around those times. No, I wasn't even born then, but I just think that it is a good case study to talk about, you know, Pixar's origin story, and it's a good study for me at least to get into. Get to know the film industry, right? The Hollywood of the people, right? Like the, the like Silicon Valley, and you know Pixar was never really a Hollywood film studio. It it was really a tech company at 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 heart, but happened to make good creative movies, right? So today I just want to touch briefly on、uh, Pixar's origin story. So. Uh, we all know George Lucas, right? Like the creator of Star Wars. I'm like I'm not a fan of a Star Wars. Doesn't mean I don't like it. It means I just I I haven't got into it yet, right?、Um, my Star Wars knowledge are from the show Big Bang Theory, and that was it, right? So、um, Pixar was a spinoff,、uh, or is a no? What's what? What's the term? It's a spinoff department from Lucasfilm, right? And the 
Pixar's very, very first、um, goal is to develop high-end imaging computer, and that's the, what the the reason why Steve Jobs bought it because、uh, Jobs is a product guy, right? It's a hardware guy, so he's really interested in developing a high-end imaging computer called、uh, under the name Pixar. Now. The reason that Pixar only produces、um, animation, and we're we're gonna cover this later on, they were actually toying with doing some live action film, but they didn't. It's because they need to use animation to show off the imagery computer to show their capabilities, right? And that was not successful because Pixar was doing some short films back in nineteen eighty eight, nineteen eighty nine, won a couple Academy's awards, but the computer, the hardware, was a failure. So the Dreams of you know、um, Jobs building a high-end imaging computer ended in nineteen ninety-one. Okay, now just put nineteen ninety-one in your mind. I put a pin in that, and then we're gonna revisit because that is actually a really really important year in Pixar's history. Okay, but we're gonna move on from now. Now, Jobs never really wanted a company that tells stories. He. He is creative. I do believe that Jobs is a marketing genius, but he doesn't really want a movie studio. He doesn't want a entity that can produce stories. So when we talk about you know the leadership directing or the leadership skills of Jobs at Pixar,、uh, it's actually not great, right? So. So、uh, throughout the early years, Pixar was operating at a loss, meaning that there were not enough jobs. The movie business is not very, very profitable. So every single month, the Pixar CEO Ed and John, John Kasner and Ed Edmund, I think,、uh, went to、uh, went to a Steve Jobs, and then Jobs actually paid them out of his own pocket for months and months and months on. So overall, we're talking about around fifty million a year. Paying out of Steve Jobs' pockets, right, and and、um, that is how much that、um, Jobs was footing the bill for Pixar just to keep it alive. And I wonder why when I'm reading the books,、um, you know, Lawrence, the previous Pixar CEO, think that it was just pure stubbornness, right? Because without Steve Jobs, you know, footing the bill in the early stages, Pixar would not survive, right, and. And maybe pick, you know,、uh, I think or、right, is that Jobs was doing a next computer at a,、uh, at that time. He was also by Apple, you know, so he just cannot let this be another failure, right? So if like Pixar fell again, and then there will be you know media attention on him, and he doesn't want that, right? So Jobs has this idea of taking Pixar public. So in a sense that he wanted Lawrence Levy, who has、um, a law degree, who went to Harvard Law School, who who became the biggest,、um, or well, who works for the biggest uh, law uh, law firms at Silicon Valley. So、um, Steve is trying to hire Lawrence Levy, the book author, trying to take、um, Pixar public. Right now, taking a a moving studio public might not be a good idea. Like I think that's why Pixar probably like like they're still not on the market yet. Like they still hasn't IPO yet. But but the thing is, is that 
I I think the reason that Jobs wanted Lawrence is to take it to the market, IPO, right? Uh, right around nineteen ninety five, before or after Toy Story came out, so that they can have some infusion of cash, so Jobs doesn't have to pay the bill of Pixar probably millions of dollars every single month, right? So that's where Lawrence come in, right? So Lawrence come in as a Steve's guy, right? And and when he first got to uh, Pixar, he didn't really get a good vibe, right? Like, like those people are creative, but they feel like they're trapped, right? They feel like um, they're not being offered a, you know, a stock options for the uh, employees. They're doing their best work. Pixar, the culture is great, but they're not getting compensated, right? So like a lot of creators are feeling trapped right there. So Lawrence being hired in by Steve was seen as a Steve's guy. Well, a Steve Jobs was a, abrasive, right? So the creators at Pixar doesn't think that Steve was the guy. He like They don't think that Steve was the was the creative type of guy, right? So Lawrence got his work caught up for him. So he started shadowing everybody, right? So he started shadowing all the departments. And there were a few categories of Pixar that I want to go into it down later, right? So that was Pixar's primary focus in the early 90s, right? Or 91, 92. First of all, we have the RenderMan software which will make computer image photorealistic. That's a word. So you're going you're gonna to have lighting, you're going to have shadow, you're going to have, um, you know, a, you know, a water dripping, all that fun stuff. And then that software was actually used by Terminator 2, by Jurassic Park, right, and for animated commercial. So that is it's a part of the Pixar's uh, revenue stream. Secondly, we have the animated short film that has won them um, countless awards. Uh, back in early 90s and um, we have the Toy Story, the feature film, right? So today I just want to give you guys some background story like what is the relationship between Jobs and then why does the author Lawrence Levy trying to do at Pixar? What are their area of focus? And for the next couple of days, I want to share with you guys each piece of this fo- uh, area of focus for Pixar at, uh, at that time. Because it's really interesting to me how this book is kind of like the Bob Iger book. It's like a business case study every single page, right? So um, for me, it teaches me a lot about the film industry and really teach me how a top financial lawyer or a CFO think about valuing the risk, right? How, how does he think about handling a tough job in the brand new industry? And this is stuff that I really get excited about reading. So hopefully we can do that with you guys for the next couple of days. But today, just want to give you guys a little bit more of a background of the origin story for Pixar. All right, guys, uh, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or whatever you listen, because there are definitely more Pixar content coming up. All right, guys. Bye.